What's good, guys? This is another A Seat at the Table podcast with your boy Lawrence Green. I'm here with my awesome co hosts, Brooke Majors, Michelle Nemo, and Dwayne Sampson. And y'all, this is a special, special podcast because this is um, our last uh, podcast as a group, a last Seat at the Table podcast. And uh, this is also not only uh, last, but it's our first one-year uh, anniversary of us doing it. Um, I think around June last year, we did our first podcast that went live with our uh, <coughs> special guest, Bianca. Shout out to Bianca on uh, Stop Telling Yourself How to Heal. Right. And it's been history from there. Thanks, B. I take a sip on that right here. Mm, <laughs> but anyway, we just want to do a... Um, a quick update on what's been going on. So, what's been going on, guys, in our individual lives? Oh, individual lives. This will be the last time, you know, they'll be able to update on you, you know, in a minute. I don't know. I don't want to sound depressing, but, I mean, my dad has cancer, so it's been a lot of um, family time lately mm-hmm. for me. So, I think I've just been appreciating that and being around him more. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll keep him in prayer. Oh, yeah. That's what I was saying. Oh, yeah. That's really been the update, like, uh-huh. since. So, yeah. It's been for me. <laughs> Dwayne, Michelle. Okay, I mean, I guess I'll go. It's really Somebody it. It's really it, I guess. Like 32, <laughs> oh, yeah. 32 podcasts later, we still take a 15 minutes. It's, it's really challenging going after that. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> you got happy news no more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was going to say, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm progressing career-wise, you know. Boop, boop. Okay. okay, you feel like, boy, you are. You are. Okay, promotion. Oh. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, fortunately, <laughs> are you taking us out of this? Yeah, fortunately, I was able to get a promotion, you know. Come on, sir. I okay. Got, I passed an exam. Oh, Lord. I got a certification. Yes. Yes. And fortunately, yes, I, come on. I got to go to Spain and the UK, you know. Oh, to check out outside the, um, the country. Chit-chit, yeah. Chit-chit, we speak Spanish. <laughs> British accent. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was fun. It was an experience, and definitely looking for more positive things like that. That's what's up. What's up? What's up? Um, so it's my Michelle. <laughs> I have good, good, good news. Okay, good news. Well, let me know so I can drink to it. Let's check it. Yeah, we're gonna do it in advance. It's like no, but I mean, life is good. Life is good. Um, school is going, and um, family's good. Friends are good, and the only different thing nowadays is that somebody got some man. Okay, I'm gonna be all right. You heard it here. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm gonna go family go down. Okay, yes, Lord. Jesus. And so, yeah, it's really been good. It's really been stretching me, challenging me in areas that it's just so hard. And um, other than that, um, that's my update. Mm. Mm. Keep the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> okay. Everything that we learned on this podcast, our relationships, okay? <laughs> okay. I got y'all. Uh, I'm be knocking at your door. There was something Michelle you want to drink. Uh, okay. uh, What's been going on with me? Hmm. Well, <laughs> well, I guess we can, I'll just go ahead and just end it with 
Yeah, I got kicked out of school, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, but at least you on me. They got the high. You know, they got the happy moments, you know. Like, all of us ain't on fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, highs and lows. I yeah. got y'all. So we But it was only by like a few points, but um I I really I thank God for just people encouraging me through it like I still keep up with certain people and some of y'all know that me and Michelle were in the same program and I was super excited that she's making it and I'm uh, encouraging her and promoting her and like she's doing the same thing and like making sure we're still on each other and still being that support system and I really I, I really thank God for you for really helping me during that time period during that hardship but <clears throat> You know, moving on to bigger and better things. Um, I think my brother, he just uh, graduated, mm-hmm. got his associate, so he about to go to Mason. And so I'm about to be home alone. So if anybody knows any um, rental places, anybody who leased it, or anybody need a roommate, let me know because I can't stay here by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's... Um, yeah, that's the update with, you know, all of that. Yeah, just keep me in prayer on the next move because I want my next move to be my best move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, moving on, let's reflect. So we've done 32-something podcasts. We did season one, 24, and then we did uh, maybe like six or seven, this particular one. Uh, We talked about uh, suicide. We talked about uh, false teachings. We went over all the basics of foundational teachings. We talked about um, testimonies and do we tell it? Do we not tell it? Do we keep it real? Do we not keep it real? We talk about Black Panther. And um, so, what? let's reflect. So, what did y'all learn? What was the most, you know, hardships, good, bad, ugly? Now was your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, for me, I think it was just the, I guess, like the opportunity for us to come together and really have a conversation yeah. you know um and just be open so i think it was just good to hear all y'all's perspectives and personalities and seeing a different side to it you know what i mean because it's like we're so set like okay like i can think how i think but also Dwayne think you know what i'm saying so it's like that was fun and it really wasn't much conflict you know what i mean like as far as on the pod like you know what i'm saying like so, like you know how when people are having not much yeah okay yeah. i mean at least to me like i mean i mean we had our one moment of like us talking before the podcast was recorded but i mean even then like it's just I don't know. It wasn't like controversy, conflict, like to oh, cause yeah, okay. beef. Yeah. At least to me, that was just my thing. So looking back at it, I was like really glad that like I looked forward to coming and mm-hmm. talking about these different topics or being challenged mm-hmm. about these. You know what I'm saying? By each other, if somebody mm-hmm. had a question, you know what I'm saying. So you always, it was fun for me to be able to do the collaborative effort team thing, mm-hmm. and then just to continue to be consistent as long as we did. I think yeah. Sometimes we start like people start things, and then it's like, all right. After one or two, it's like we. But the, the fact that you just said we did what thirty two episodes. Yeah, 30, 30. I live thirty three. I don't know 30, if it's the thirty three. Um, I'm not sure. But like literally, when you were talking, I was like, damn, we did that many. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, I don't even remember. So I think just the fact that like we really came and did it and were able to like really conversate and talk about it was fun or converse. Excuse me, yeah. converse. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I agree. I think it was really cool in terms of in terms of stretching. (laughs) I would say it was really cool in terms of stretching uh, 
with regards to, you know, my, because I usually when I talk and teach stuff, it's usually a specific way, mm-hmm. but kind of being assisted to be like, okay, kind of trying to kind of try to like deliver it in a way that multiple different types of people that don't just think like me, because it's, mm-hmm. it's easy for me to think that, oh, people think like me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I know coming here, even when like questions were brought up, I think Michelle would ask questions and I'll say to myself, dang. I really can't talk about this because my assumption is that everyone already thinks a certain way mm-hmm. and therefore there's no need for me to say anything, but it's not like that. And it's like that. And it w- it's not only like that with the podcast, but with a whole bunch of relationships. So it allowed me to be able to understand, okay, people think differently. Mm-hmm. It's good to be able to express it in different ways and try to get their understanding. That way you can kind of be on the same page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was real collaborative. It was real cool, different personalities. Uh, and I like it. Furthermore, it was cool for everyone to be able to come together. It was, it was a good reason for us to come mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and chill with each other. So, yeah. Couldn't agree more. I think that this group really has sharpened me. I think iron sharpens iron, and this group is the true reflection of that verse, and it really has helped me to um, be able to just think more outside of my box, be able to understand myself more, understand other people more, and be able to not only come to fellowship and you listen to other people, but also the importance of also speaking your own mind. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you have questions that you are scared to talk about because you don't have the you want to sound all like mm-hmm. full of wisdom, yes, intelligent, and everything. And it's like, you know, you can't really do that all the time. And I think that's what this group really showed me is that voice out your opinion. You don't always have to sound right just because you're a Christian yeah. or just because you've been in church for so long. Mm-hmm. And so um, it really has helped me and grown me in that area. Um, I'd say for me, this year has really taught me a lot about. Just I think as a like I would consider this like a small group, mm-hmm. like because like I really did learn so much from all four of you guys, and I really appreciated every <laughs> single. Uh, oh, sorry, oh, the Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, that's right. All four of y'all. Uh, okay, because <laughs> we got a candle. That's the third person. Okay, that's the always <laughs> the fifth seat to the podcast. <laughs> Oh, come, come on. Last Shelby first. Okay. Okay. Um, and it was just like, I really, I learned so much. And I feel like also, too, I got stretched. Because I really had to, like, learn how to love, you know, as we, as you, each of you were in your different three personalities and just as we went forth and it was just like every week it was good. And like mm-hmm. every week we, we didn't know what the heck we were going to talk about, but when mm-hmm. we got here, we like Holy Spirit would show up and I would go back and edit it and he would always confirm something through something that uh, my pastor would preach or something I'd hear on social media mm-hmm. or something. He would always oh, like yeah. rebring it back up and we'd be like, yo, I'd be, I would send it to y'all. I'd be like, yo, look, we just mm-hmm. talked about this. Yeah. And it would be so, it, like every single one. And I just, I really thank God that we were able to also to be so raw. I mm-hmm. think um, the Why You Mad one where, you know, uh, we had to, we kind of dealt with confrontation that happened one time where I popped off on doing Wayne and Michelle. And we just, and how we were able to just like literally talk about something that literally happened hours ago and taking every moment into a learning experience. And I think that's what true like walking together and y'all are just awesome i just thank you for just the discipleship i've learned so much i love y'all dearly i'm going to continue to support you guys and whatever that you guys do and i thank you guys for just being with me this entire year 
Cause I know I, I y'all. I had these people up all hours of the night. <laughs> had people that's like, that's different times. I know Michelle's been wanting to leave. Even today, she wanna she gotta go. But we gonna um, go ahead and get started on today's topic. Um, today's topic, we're gonna be talking about um, unhealthy, uh, unhealthy and healthy fellowships, relationships, church environment type of things. And um, I think this is something personal for all four of us. Um, I mean, because how all four of us met was because we all went to a same similar, we were all part of the same similar ministry in college. And, you know, uh, some things happened in that particular ministry and we had to, uh, either we graduated out, got kicked <laughs> out, or left out. <laughs> Whichever one applies to the different person on the table, you know, whatever it goes. But um, I think uh, as we as we gone through our healing processes as individuals and through this extra year as this podcast and as we've gotten in the Word and we've digged in and we've talked and we learned um, and joined other ministries, I just wanted us to talk about that. You know, what it, what does healthy look like? Um, I think we we touched about the foundational things. Make sure you check those out. But um, just okay, what should you know? You should be looking for in those different things. So I'm gonna open the floor uh, to the squad. Anybody who wanna go first? Hmm. Wants to go first? Oh, I thought you was going because you did the thing. And she said, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, it's one year. <laughs> it's one year." <laughs> No, nah, I'm gonna cut back because you know me. I always got something to say. So I'm well, gonna... this started. No, I, I don't have nothing to say right now. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, okay. Yeah. Oh, so there we. Well, then if you have a mic, go ahead. Y'all ain't all right. Well, Lord never goes first. Go ahead. Yeah. For real, you be always trying to get us because you always have something. You like, okay, I'm gonna wait for them to go. Then I'll say what I gotta say. Just go. Yeah, we gonna get outside the box today. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think one of the major things was. Um, just being uh, not really aware, but just um, really continuing to seek God for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, um, it's easy to um, to when you have like um, somebody in front of you, it's easy to just look at that man or that woman or person that's in front of you, and look when when you have them in front of you to allow them to become. Um, you know, an idol or to become, uh, uh, I, I don't know how to like, what's the right word to call it, but just like allowing how we view them to become higher than we view God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the first signs of like an unhealthy fellowship. It's kind of like when you go and you talk to someone and the first thing, like, and you want to explain something in the Bible. But the first thing, like for me to for you to be able to talk about, it, it's like, oh, let me go ask my pastor, mm-hmm. or let me go see my pastor, or let me have you go talk to my pastor for you to get the answer, and you not really being able to um, present something because of your own knowledge or out of your own, um, uh, you know, studying of the word. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. and. Um, just like really being aware of what's going on. And another thing I think that I learned too <laughs> was kind of like knowing that not everybody in church is perfect. Mm-hmm. Because I had this mentality of like everybody that was in the fellowship with me 
Like assuming that everybody was out here living super holy lives. Like I'm at home fighting, so that means you are you out here fighting. You know what I'm saying? And so it was kind of like when uh, different things were starting to get exposed towards the end of uh, you know the ministry. It was like a culture shock. It was like, oh my god, I thought we was all. <laughs> I thought it's like from this movie. It was like I thought we was all holy and sanctified, <laughs> and it was kind of like it kind of. Uh, distorted my uh my view of different things and so i think one of the biggest things that i particularly had to learn how to heal from was because i think from this man of god for me this was the first time where i really experienced the power of god like for real Mm -hmm. and it was just like i've been raised in church my whole life and so it was so crucial to me that being able to not only see people preach but seeing the power and the manifestation that somebody looking at you and being able to tell you something about your life mm-hmm. and I think I, I there was at some points where there were some time periods where I allowed that to overshadow God mm-hmm. and I think that's something that we should never allow to happen in our in our relationship and in our walk so I think that's one major thing but uh, you guys I was, some- was going to say um, what did you you said something um I, it made me think of that meme where Patrick be like, or Mr. Crab. I mean, Mr. Crabs. Remember Mr. Crab when he be looking? It's like, yeah, it, 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 like slow down. I think for me, the one thing that I noticed that was kind of like, um, kind of peep game that it was like unhealthy was when everything kind of became sin focused. Mm, so. Yeah. I found, like we said, um, and we've like talked about it, but like instead of going home and just being like, "Okay, God, you're great, you're so awesome, you're so cool," you know, thank you, you know, that was kind of. It was still said, but the whole focus of sin and me just thinking, like, I'm just still this dreadful sinner and I'm just coming home every day praying against anger and praying against lust and praying against that kind of superseded just versus like, okay, God, you've accepted me. You love me. Um, You have a purpose for me. You have a plan for me. I don't need to keep coming to you every day praying against this. You know what I mean? It was more so sin based and sin focused. Um, that it took away from me being able to recognize identity and mm-hmm. God's love mm-hmm. um, and kind of created like a works thing. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. me, I ain't, for me, I ain't, since not y'all know, not growing up in the church, it was just like, it, it, see, it, it, you know, you would think that, okay, this is what this is about. Like, mm-hmm. I know what the words say, but, you know, leadership and the way things are going and that atmosphere was always sin focused. Yeah. So for me, it was like, in my own time, I was like, all right, God, cool. But because of the focus of like sin, it kind of, made it sometimes hard when God was speaking for me to accept the truth and mm-hmm. the goodness part of him. Yeah. Cause I'd be like, Oh no, 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 that's the enemy. That's mm-hmm. the enemy. Like, no, 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 God, like, no, but it's yeah. like, but I knew something was off, Yeah. but it'd be like, I was so, because of how my mind was trained to just be like, no, this is wrong with me. This is wrong with me. I got to get free from this. I got to mm-hmm. get delivered from this very deliverance base, which there's nothing wrong with it. But I yeah. think that was an issue when it becomes the major focus of really knowing the goodness of who he is. Yeah. I'm going to say, you know, uh, I would say something, a church could probably be unhealthy if, like, sometimes they kind of have you stray away from common sense, you know. Yeah, no, bro. No, talk about that. I mean, because things could definitely be. (laughs) Put me another glass. Not even common sense as in, like, oh. The Bible says this, that's super spiritual, don't do it. But common sense as in your parents, you know, they have wisdom and understanding you know you can listen to them just i mean they have some type of insight even if their core beliefs are a little bit different they still have wisdom don't completely neglect them that's just one example that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but that's just one example but uh what's it called um 
like Lawrence said, being aware in terms of actually understanding, you know, uh, what, what the Bible says. Because a lot of times there, there can be instances where people all of a sudden take what a person says over what Scripture says. I think it's crucial for the first thing any person who's a believer should want to express is, you know, uh, a genuine love for other people, right? Not, not, not primarily workspace. I feel like where we came out of it could have been like, oh, working in the kingdom, working in the kingdom, working in the kingdom. Oh yeah, we love each other, but working in the kingdom, working in the kingdom. But um, but that love should be first. I mean, scripture talks about that, you know, and, and that just goes with being aware, you know, mm-hmm. actually going through your scripture. And if something does that does not line with the church with leadership to then come up with a sensible, uh, practical way to make that known, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you should be able to talk to your leadership without feeling like you're going to get attacked, right? And uh, that's that's just one... Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, we're good? Okay. Um, your relationship with your pastor should be open. It shouldn't be fearful at all in any sense. So, um, And that's with any person in the church. We should all be uh, a, a unit. You should be able to talk to each other and not be afraid of what um, unrighteous judgment someone's going to uh, have upon you and just continue to operate in that genuine desire for each other to want to grow in sincerity. Yeah, that's one aspect. We got more, but you know, I'm move on. <laughs> um, I want to kind of tag off of what Dwayne said because he said something that was really important on my mind lately. He was like how when you're in a fellowship where it's all about works and it's like, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. Mm-hmm. This is what I've done for the world. This is what I do for the Lord. Mm-hmm. But we still love each other. And mm-hmm. it's like you're you're working the salvation upon based, based upon what you have done for God and the works that you have done. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where I felt like we were or I was back um, in our previous ministry. And um, leaving that ministry, I kind of been understanding more about the importance of leadership when you don't have it in your life Mm -hmm. and how imperative it is to have an overseer of your soul in your life Mm -hmm. and um, not somebody who who just like preaches to you but they know you they they know like they have walked this faith walk long enough for them to know when you talk to them about certain issues you're going through they're like they can pour something into you that you couldn't receive if you were walking it out mm-hmm. on your own. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the importance of leadership and seeing how what they preach on the pulpit is so much even more Christ-like outside of the pulpit and their lifestyle of outside of the pulpit. And when you don't have that leadership that literally disciples you, it really um, diminishes a fire inside of you. And where you, I sometimes question what benefit am I to God? Mm-hmm. Like I could be a benefit of him doing this and all the things that we were doing in our previous relate, um, ministry. But when I got out of that ministry, it kind of questioned what what do I do now, God? Yeah. You know, yeah. and it was like I was doing this. I was we were leading Bible study. We were doing that and this all over campus. And once you're out, it's like, what do I do? When you forget the foundations mm-hmm. of praying, you forget the foundations of just reading your word. <laughs> so, yeah. You don't have to read to That's somebody true. else in a group <laughs> setting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you forget the foundations, the the basics of the Bible. And I think the Bible really tells us to don't stray away from the basics, mm-hmm. like. 
get mature enough to grow from the basics, mm-hmm. but don't stray away from the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what happens when you don't have great leadership in front of you that can actually remind you, like, get back to that. Yeah. Get back to that. You're doing well, but get back to this. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I feel as if it can become an unhealthy relationship or an unhealthy fellowship. And then I know sometimes um, there was this, I was talking to somebody and they were asking me, um, what benefit are you to God? Like, God is a benefit to us so much and what he does to us. But sometimes I ask myself, God, like, how much am I benefiting you in mm-hmm. certain ways? And I feel like if you don't have a group of people that you can literally sharpen mm-hmm. your your gifts and your callings, where the fire that they have can also ignite a fire in you, it really, um, it really can become a relationship where you can become stagnant and complacent. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. And I think another thing, too, was, like, isolation. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, you know, if if I couldn't get along with my brothers and sisters, it would, I didn't have to deal with them. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, got into the, the presence, you know, and I have air quotes. And it was just, like, you know, and not really being able to grow and deal with people. Mm-hmm. Like, true discipleship, true love is you seeing my good, my bad, and my ugly, not just my sanctified yeah, self, yeah. you know, and I think that's another thing that we learned throughout this year is that we've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of each other, and yet we, we can say at the end of it, we still love each other just the same. Mm-hmm. We learned, we grew, and we conquered, and I think that's that's a, an essential thing for a fellowship is for real love to dwell yeah. in a place like um, I don't. I think that's. I mean, I think there were time periods where that, where that, where there were times of like real love was shown. But I feel like I really didn't get it until after uh, everything had had happened. But I think it was hard for me to really truly receive the true love of God because I was hurt. Yeah. You know, I had been broken, beaten down in a, in a sense of spiritually, emotionally, mentally, that it was just like, it was hard for me to even to like submit to leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, it was hard to uh, like, I was the type of person who was going on a Sunday to Sunday basis. And it was like, well, you might see me, you might not, you know, it was like, if I feel like it or not. And it was kind of like, for me, it, I just didn't want to do anything that had to do with church. Yeah. And it was just like, it really took, um, I think when we started like our Bible study group and really going over the gospel and re, re, reading about regeneration and justification and all those different things and getting reacquainted really helped me to open up, think, open up back. So what were like some of the, I guess, let's talk about like the process from going from one, like the unhealthy to the healthy for each of us. So... I like I, like what do you mean like like leaving the church like like not like leaving oh, I don't want to talk about leaving because we'll, that's a whole other podcast <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here all day with that but just like in the transition like how did you know that where you are now is healthy Ooh, y'all quiet or be at this time <laughs> yeah, I was about to be funny and be like it, it's it literally contrast of what we came out like what I came out of uh-huh. you know and that's why I said being able to now find a place of uh, identity recognizing God's love and it being um, Im- is it emulate imitated? Like, I think it's imitating. Basic, like imitating, like Christ, the love of Christ. Yeah, like, you know, and the, the emulate. Emulate. Okay, imitate. is the bad one. I thought. Oh no. Okay, because see, I always thought. Remember, they were like emulating the spirit. So that's why I was like, <laughs> 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 okay, well, I mean, emulating in a positive sense, uh, um, and also just a place where, like, uh, I felt like before it was like. 
bro or sis, like what you dealing with? And like, did we? we just want to find out what sin or what spirit, quote unquote, and everything was just so like, you know, like issues, yeah. you know? And so now being at a place where it's like, yeah. you know, this is what I'm going through. Meet me where I'm at. Yeah. And then, and then you could feed me the word. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like don't just like super spiritualize everything right off jump. Mm-hmm. Just let me vent. Let me say what's going on. And then pushing you into a place of identity and like son, daughter, brother, sister, you know, like, you have purpose and just like, you know, reminding mm-hmm. you of like who you are in God versus the works and everything I need to be doing versus, mm-hmm. you know, just understanding that place of who I am. And then to kind of get like to go back to God, mm-hmm. get it right with God. And then it's just confirmed through leadership. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like I'm not going to the man or woman for every single thing, yeah. but I'm going back to God and yeah. then being able to, get it confirmed or something through leadership Mm -hmm. for me. I think also too with, um, like when you said like the, uh, wanting to like find out people's business so you can pray for them. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even just brothers and sisters, but it'd be like random people on the street. Yeah. I, it got really hard. Like when I left school and it's like started getting a job, it was really hard for me to like be social with my coworkers Mm -hmm. because all like uh, the only thing I spent my time around were like Christians talking about like what we need to get delivered from. (laughs) And so I would be talking to people and they would just be talking to me and I, even the weather, (laughs) <laughs> you need to get to live from that. <laughs> or it's hot like hell. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Ninety degrees. You don't want to be in hell. And it was just like I was. I wasn't able to like interact with people and like really genuinely love people and like get to know mm-hmm. like the soul of an individual. Yeah. Like and really care enough about people, but just to have you been baptized in Jesus' name mm-hmm. and get them in that water. So, yeah. I was definitely going off what you said. I definitely, I definitely think it's very crucial for us to definitely be able to come to strangers or people we know who are close on a on a like on a basis that they can meet us at. Right? It's really difficult for someone to um, want to even understand your faith. If that's the first thing you kind of just blast at them. It's good to just mm-hmm. be like, okay, let me. What's going on? What, what level are we on that we can you know talk? And then over time, it grow from there. But um, for me, as far as like knowing. For anyone knowing where you're at, if it's a healthy place, does it you know correlate with you know how scripture says a church should be right? Because a lot of times people mm-hmm. people they'll take pieces of scripture, then they'll add their own extra mm-hmm. thing to it, or neglect certain scriptures because what they're in front of is appealing to them, or what's or or being taught to be appealing to mm-hmm. them. So literally, it goes back to being aware of what scripture says, what the Bible says, what God desires, and is the church you're in operating according to that? If not. You can question whether you want to be there, or you can ask questions, right, mm-hmm. and, and and go from there, right? Yeah. Um. So I would say for me, um, it's really been a transformation in my mind and thinking how God responds to me when I I'm not in His presence. I think as I developed as a child to like how I am now I always like responded to my parents in a way like if I did something wrong I knew I was in trouble Mm -hmm. and I did not want to go to them Mm -hmm. and I think that's how my relationships um with my parents has also transferred to even my relationship with God and where I when I know I have done something wrong or when I know I haven't really been spending enough time with him Mm -hmm. or I haven't really been doing this and that's the works that we were talking about um I don't go to him I hide away from him and I'm understanding more now that he 
like he's there and he's ready for me to come to him without any judgment. And I think that's where my mind has been or still being transformed Mm -hmm. and knowing that like when we were in our previous ministry, you were called out. You yeah. were called out in whatever it was. Like, in, and sin. <laughs> and fame and sin. And I, I honestly thought that's how God looked at me too. Like, yeah, I did not no, want to yeah. get, wow. I did yeah. not want to get close yeah. to God because I knew he knew something that wasn't good. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. I felt as if that's how my response was with the ministry. That's how my response was with my parents as I grew up. And so I always thought that's how God thought. And I was like, man, no, mm-hmm. if I'm the prodigal child, he's mm-hmm. there and he's ready to mm-hmm. receive me. Mm-hmm. And I remember you said in a podcast too, you were like, he's not ready there. He wasn't waiting for the child with the rod, but he was yeah. waiting with love. Yeah. He was waiting there with compassion. And I was like, that's how I need to think. I need to understand that God is not ready to cast judgment on me yes, and like burden yeah. me down with all of these condemnation thoughts and and then after a while, he's like, okay, I'm a good God. I'm going to tell you that you're good. I'm going to encourage you. No, he's he's going to he's gonna discipline you, but he's also going to encourage you at the same time. And he has a perfect way in how he does it. And it's, it's unlike any other thing where he can encourage you, but also discipline you at the same time. But the only thing is that you have to come to him. Mm-hmm. And that's all he's waiting for. He's waiting for you to just be like, I'm here. And I had a hard time coming there. And I'm learning still. Yeah, I think... Oh, I thought you were about to take your hoops off. Oh, no. I know I was about to, but I didn't want to clink, clink. So I was thinking about, like, um, it was kind of, too, at a point where it was, like, I like I knew, like, when I was doing it, because, you know, I didn't have all the, like, the background. So I was just like, all right, God, we doing this, me and you. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, it's important to be able just, like, now transitioning, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like, like, kind of like what Dwayne said, I'm trying to, like, get my mind together. It's like... You have to understand that the church is a unit, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was a big thing, like knowing like your heart's intentions. Because it's like, okay, we know God knows heart. We, you know, it's easy to throw that scripture around, mm-hmm. but I think it's like important just to be able to be at that place with Him. Because I feel like a lot of times stuff was trying to make you feel like you were crazy, at least on my end. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, there were no hidden motives. There was literally just operating with the love of God that He had bestowed up on me, and it seemed foreign because some people were so like sin focused mm-hmm. and so it was hard to kind of see that and I feel like when, when um Michelle was saying like it made me feel like oh man like I don't want God like is that how God thinks of me that's yeah. is that how God sees me I feel like now coming into a place of it, it's not more as much fear mm-hmm. and it's like now it's that that love like you can have yeah. the trembling but like it's it's love and I feel like it was at a place of now like seeing like okay we understood that there was God's judgment and sin and yeah. the hellfire and you know, just focused on the wrath of God, it kind of made me be like, oh, well, I definitely don't want to go near you then because it made it seem like at the end of the day, like, that's it. And the love part kind of was missing. It was like the love was brief, but we're going to talk about the the pit. You know, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about sin. We're just going to talk about sin and sin and sin. And it kind of got so engraved to where I missed the love, Mm -hmm. Loki. But I knew, I knew, you know, but... You know, after you're in something so long, it becomes like conditional, conditioned and things like that. But I like, I think now being in transitioning and coming at a place of like, you know, healing and understanding what like what's not God and what is God and, you know, God's intentions and what aren't his intentions. Like, I think a lot of that stuff was eliminated when you really understood 
he was not waiting with the rod. He was waiting with like open arms and even yeah. had a spot for you. And you know what I'm saying? Like he had a whole surprise party set up for you. <laughs> and I'm over here talking about something. I don't think I should go. I'm outside pacing. Like right. I, I want to go back, but I don't think I can go back because he might be like, where you been? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, when you come I, yeah. And it's like, you know what? Open the door. I'm here. And you know, he ain't like, hold up. Where you at? Cause like, you know, God is like, come on, boy. You been outside for like five minutes. Like, you know, like all eternity. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's like if, if if you're not at a place where you can you can break through that, you can see the eternity waiting behind it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like we waste time like sitting outside like, man, he ain't gonna let me back in. He I'm a big man. He, he gonna start paying make me pay rent now because I done messed up again. Like, you know, it's yeah. like we're we're putting the the legalistic or like, you know, you gotta do this or do this or yeah. Here's a punishment because you went out and did this, and then you're like, oh, the trade off, yeah. yeah, the trade off. Like, all right, so you was gone for five months. Now you got work to do this. <laughs> now you got to, you know what I'm saying? And and it's like you you find. I found myself sometimes thinking like, okay, I need to do this just to be right with God. Ding, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I feel like that's the transition and healthy part for me and what I've experienced and what I've noticed and being able to be myself. Like yeah, it's weird. So, it's weird. Oh like God, you know what I'm saying? Know like it it's like. And I know for me, like y'all always knew me. Like I, I, I came sweatpants. Like I've always been consistent, but now it's like, no, nah, I really don't care. Like I'm here to get this word. Whatever you think is on you. Like I'm not at this point worried about people judging. You know what I'm saying? Like you're at a free, a freer. It's freer word. Freer, more free. It yeah, it is a free. But like you're at a more like freer place. Um, you know, despite if I have like you know for me like I haven't been going to church, but it's like just knowing that that's still my family and that's yeah. places that I can come and it shouldn't be like. Sis, you've been in isolation. Like, <laughs> no, like I just been working, bro. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But you know, still Holy Ghost, loving Jesus. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't denounced the faith. Yeah. You know, and I think just as the unit, as a church is supposed to be operating, still consistent, still not like uh, conditional. Mm-hmm. So if you show up the church or not, you know what I'm saying? Or if you're reading or praying, you know what I'm saying? It's not conditional. I think understanding like God is consistent all the way around. And it's hard sometimes, and I'm still kind of breaking off of that. Yeah. But I'm rec- I'm recognizing it more. And I think when you can really see growth is when you recognize, like, okay, wait a minute, that's not get out of my face. Like that is not God. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be like, okay, I did this. God. And you just go back to it. Yeah. So I think for me, I can see when the thought, the old negative thought comes to be like, you haven't read in a, two days. Like, you know, just go back to doing what you're doing. It's like, no, you know, what? I'm going to pick up this bottle and I'm going to, you know, catching it. Yeah. So then it's like the more you make a habit, it's like it's now it's not now it's not just like. You know, out of sight, out of mind. Because, you know, we do things out of habit. We don't recognize it. Now it's becoming something that I'm recognizing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, no, go to him. Versus just being like, you're right, I agree. So, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like just that constant encouragement and check up on each other. More, you know, family focused and genuine. Even if I'm not consistent. Like, really seeing, I think, what it looks like for me outside looking in. I have people checking on me. Even, you know, if I'm just like to myself. And I think, I think for me, it was like, you see people, I'm about to get real for a second. I just, everything just kind of says, but it's just like, for me, you go, I I went to a place where I had the purest intentions for people and God saved and wanted to know who Jesus was. I'm about to cry, but I'm not trying to cry. So I went to a place where, um, I had the purest intentions for people, for them to know Jesus. Like I had grown to know him. And that, <laughs> that 
it hurt me because it's like you know how you don't want to be like it's like oh the love of christ and christ felt hurt too great like nah it's just like i went to a place where i really had love for y'all you know and i really the, the retreats and paying money like none of that stuff was a question because it was just like this is jesus this is god's work like yeah. it wasn't a question for me yeah. and when i saw that waiver with some people it hurt because it was like and then everything played out and it was kind of like you know you peep game you yeah. know but it was just like there was no ill intentions in my pocket that it was projected to be and why, you know, so many other people got hurt yeah. because it made it seem like everybody was looking out for themselves. And I felt like people couldn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like throw it in your face or nothing, but it was just like people just really didn't appreciate and weren't grateful for like, you know, the real genuineness of somebody mm -hmm. and because they probably were so used to hurt or, uh, you know, trade off mm -hmm. and things like that. And so then it's like, I think for me, I got to a place where it was good, and then it was just like, you know what? I'm just going to back off because I really think I wanted to see if what God promised was really true. You know, if I'm really going to bring you into a new healthy place, if I'm really going to bring people that really do care. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like, I just, it was just kind of like, I'm just going to back off because I gave what I did and where I was. And so now it's like, nah, be like, God, if these people really, you know, about you and about your business, then they will make effort. And like, it could have been selfish, but I was like, I was, I was hurt at that time. It was like, nah, like, I'm not going all out. I'm still with me, Kiki, woo woo. But yeah. like, you just want to see if like God's love is still really in people because of what you came from, yeah. and not all people, you know. But just it was conditional for me, so um, I just like took a step back, and now I'm just at a place where it's like, all right, this thing is really cool. You know, you really do have that unit. You really do have your squad that does care. You really do have the people, and it's not clickish. It's not any of that. It's like these are people that love me, yeah, <laughs> and these are people wow. that I can. These are people that I can talk to. You know, these are yeah. people that I can be open with. These are people that I don't have to feel judged by. But if you want to, you know, guide me in some spiritual thinking, you know, like, okay, what you did was wrong, bro. But, yeah. you know, this is, let's point it back to the word. Yeah, it's edifying. You know, edifying. Yeah, basically. And so that's where I feel like that's where it's leveled me out to now. Mm. Sorry for crying. So good. <laughs> it's healing. It's healing. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got anything else y'all want to add? Last beautiful hug. You didn't say anything about what? The question you just asked. Oh, I thought you did. I, uh, thought, you, I thought you. What was the question? Up. Okay, never mind. Oh, man, you got. <laughs> I guess I'll say a little something. Yeah. You crying too? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm uh, just gonna say it. it's a big picture type of thing. Okay. Uh, I definitely have always had the mindset and like the thoughts that okay, all good and bad, all that happened is that, but. God, I believe God, nothing is, nothing has ever been and ever will be outside God's control, right? Yeah. I believe there is purpose in every good and bad thing that God allows. Uh, there is constantly, based on scripture, uh, constantly God uses broken things for him mm -hmm. to be glorified. So when I look at, you know, where we came from, whether mm -hmm. it's a majority negative outlook, majority positive outlook, the big picture that I see is God being recognized in uh, whether it be uncomfortable or comfortable, whether it be someone figuring, okay, this is what God does want, this is what God doesn't want, God's recognized in that. It reminds me of like some scripture where I think Paul was saying, some people were saying like negative stuff about Christ or positive, but I don't know, but he was just saying like he's just happy that Christ is being. Oh, the gospel being preached. Yeah, 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 you know, God's being recognized. And I always look at it, when I look at every where we came out of, I see 
God being recognized. I see mm-hmm. people coming to Christ, them learning things, learning what not mm-hmm. to do, and ultimately God being glorified in it. And that's constantly how I view things, right? So now we have, now we're better equipped to understand, okay, this is what God desires, this is what he doesn't desire. How can we move forward? We're young. God's clearly raising up a younger generation with purpose for a reason. How can we operate in this and what can we gain from these moments? And mm-hmm. so that's how, that's how I look at it. Any final words? All right. Um, I just wanted to say, as I look back on everything, I would say that I have the utmost respect for that man. For the only reason is because it was the he was the conduit in which the Holy Spirit used to help open my eyes to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so for that, he will always get the utmost respect in my eyes. Um, to my brothers and sisters all over that are scattered, that were in that ministry with us, our encounter with that ministry, we want to say that we love you and we hope that you are growing and that you are learning, that you are walking in your true identity, that, you know, that you get to know Christ for the love and the truth and not having so much of a sin consciousness, but that you are his son, that you are his daughter, that he's calling you for uh, just not for just to preach, but to be love and be conformed to his image. Um, and um, I pray that you guys will get into healthy relationships and healthy churches and begin to just grow spiritually. Um, the false teaching uh, podcast was just a, a undercover, you know, us basically going over the foundational truths and the foundational learnings. That really was f- for some of you guys, hoping that you would get the, the message. Um, I pray that you will one day listen to it. Um, for anybody out there who is in an unhealthy relationship and you don't know whether or not to go, uh, to stay or to leave, just um, really uh, take the time and really get with God. Because just like Brooke was saying, she was, God was speaking to her, but she was calling it the devil. So really just taking that moment to really reflect and really, is the love of God really radiating there? Am I truly growing in this environment? Is this really edifying me in my spirit? Not just there telling me stuff that's wrong, but really allowing me to grow past my issues. And um, we love you. Thank you for um, being with us with all of the podcasts. Thank you for every listener. Don't forget to like, share, and uh, subscribe. Be looking out for the next big things we're getting ready to do. Look out for Michelle. She's getting ready to do some poetry stuff with um, Beautiful Minds Entertainment. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, be ready to, you know, Dwayne, he, you know, he always top secret. But just be on the lookout for whatever he's doing. You know you'll see it. And, you know. Um, just greater projects is getting ready to take place. So, um, signing off for the last time. This has been another A Seat at the Table podcast with your boy Lawrence Green and with my awesome co-hosts, Brooke Majors, Michelle Nemo, and Dwayne Sampson. Love you. Peace. Hey.